0: Let's do it.
1: Good evening, Lincoln Stars fans, and welcome back to another edition of Thunderstruck, your unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. We are back after a home-and-home home series. No, I guess it wasn't home-and-home. Home. It was just at home. It was just at home. Uh, home series against the uh, the uh, West-leading Fargo Force, and it was a split decision uh, Friday night. I, I We mentioned it a little bit last week on the podcast that I felt we might be a little bit of underdogs coming into the series. That showed Friday night. But before we recap the weekend, uh, Gene Cotter with me, as always, on Thunderstruck, the podcast. Gene, man, how was your week? Did you do anything exciting uh, outside the hockey world this weekend?
2: Outside of the hockey? Is there such a thing as outside of the hockey
1: world? Not really, because uh, Saturday I spent, I think, in about nine, ten hours here at the X-Box. Was
2: wasn't that you and I both here together? Yeah. I think I was uh, doing a little music playing for, for the AAA game against Omaha Mastery, and then we... Maybe had time to grab something to eat before the Stars game.
1: Yeah, grab a bite to eat real quick and right back here for the the big show.
2: It was a good weekend, though. It was. Hey, I got to take a little bit of issue with something you said. It was a split decision, but boy, I tell you what. The first half of the Friday night game... I'm not sure we were an underdog. We, we were weren't. an underdog the last half of that game, but the first half of that game and the entire game on Saturday night was just fantastic hockey to watch. It was yeah, so fast.
1: Yeah, definitely. The first half was it was really good hockey, then Fargo kind of showed why they are leading the uh, the USHL and the Western Conference, and as they just found a way to beat the Stars.
2: 21 shots on goal in the second period the other night. It was just like... I, it, I'm not sure people still know what hit them. We scored the first goal um, seven minutes into the second period. And then it was just like all Fargo from that point. It was like they, they woke up. But you know, it was, uh, I'm sure we'll, we will analyze this a little more deeply as we get into this. But I also saw, <clears throat> excuse me, two basically different looking Lincoln Stars teams between Saturday night and Friday night as well. You know what I mean when I say that? I do. Okay.
1: I know exactly what you mean.
2: Yeah. uh, (laughs) In my opinion, the physical Lincoln Stars team that was around for the first 10, 12, 14 games of the season made their triumphant return on Saturday night. And when we play that style of hockey, it started to come back late in the third period, Friday night, where they started hitting people. and and whatever else, but when they started showing Fargo that, I'll be honest with you, middle of the the second period into early in the third period reminded me a lot of what we looked like against Tri-City last year, and so I was very glad to see us say, yeah, this ain't happening, and they started putting their shoulder into people, they started hitting people, they, uh, it was good, there was a lot of glass rattlers of the game um, between the, the last five minutes or so of Friday night and the entire game on Saturday.
1: That there was, uh, you mentioned the, uh, the physicality coming back on Saturday night. Uh, we haven't seen this in the ice box in a while, but we had a heavyweight tilt.
2: Oh my goodness. That was a go, wasn't
1: it? Oh man. It, w- it was one of those things that, you know, we always, we always want, I shouldn't say we always want a good fight, but, uh, if we see a fight, we want it to be a good one. And, uh, Carson Biden's, uh, sure laid the smack down.
2: Yeah. I'm not sure that kid, uh, I'm not sure he'll do that again with Carson. He may go again with somebody. I think he kind of mutually agreed to go. And for
1: the record, it was not the uh, the tilt I was expecting. Uh a little birdie told me there might have been something else going on, but uh that did not did, did not happen.
2: So here here's what the liar birdies always have to keep in mind when there's maybe some some intel out there indicating I will tell you that that game really didn't set up for first and second liners to go because there were just enough penalties going on out there that it was always, you were always on the special teams and it was, a, and then you get into the second period and it's a one, it's a one goal game or it's a tie game or whatever. And it's just not, it's just it wasn't not the right the time. time to do it. Then. So there's certainly times uh, after the Bidens go. I'm not sure what the heck happened. 13 for Fargo rips Daniel Sambuco's helmet off, and about as soon as his helmet comes off, his gloves come off, and 13 just Raced for the box, and
1: well, if you got Buko all mad and gloves are flying off, are you uh, going to stick around and find out what happens? No,
2: and you know what's funny about that is, uh, Bucco was maybe saying, "We're going to go as soon as we get out of here. We're going to go."
1: And 13- I saw him point and say oh, something, yeah. and I'm go. like, "All right, let's go."
2: If any of you have access to Flowhawk, and go back and watch the replay of that, it was fairly early in the second period. Uh, just go, go check that out because Buko walks in the box and he's pointing him down. And,
1: okay, so he was pointing him down but uh, can you uh, repeat what was said in that Oh,
2: Well, some of it I can repeat what was said <laughs> uh, you know, one of it had something to do with, we're going to go when we get out of here and then 13 saying something to the effect of, yo man, I know who you are, there ain't no way I'm fighting you and uh, some maybe some utterance of yeah, I know, I'm your daddy something like Ask that your But your thir- mom 13 basically was like no way not happening it's we saw that last year with Joey Pierce too. remember that against Omaha we did. kid cheap shots Joey Joey throws his glove off and the kid couldn't get in there I mean th- I think he was jamming his stick in the door trying to get in open the, save door, me, man. Save open me. the door reminds open me of the door. scene
1: from uh, necessary roughness where uh, they're running around blow the whistle blow the whistle <laughs> exactly right that's what happened the other night 13 was like
2: open the door blow the whistle blow the whistle
1: Unfortunately, the result of that, that tilt, uh, we're going to lose Carson Bidens for one game. By kind of a weird situation, he got called for removing his own helmet, but it was well after the tilt as he was skating off the ice because there was because with the rules now, you get the 5 and the 10, and there was less than 15 minutes in the period, so he's skating off the ice. He literally
2: took his helmet off about four strides from the door, swiped his hair back, Put his helmet back on, stepped off the ice, and not only was ejected from that game, but he's also now been served with a one-game suspension. So I mean, I
1: get the rule, but at the same time, it was sometimes there's some soft calls, and I believe that was one of those in- incidents.
2: I will tell you, we were talking to Bell and whoever the other ref was about that call, and he was like, you know, here's the thing about it the league actually sent an email out earlier that week saying hey you take your helmet off on your ice even if you're just uh you know brushing your eyebrows back or whatever you're gonna we're throwing you out for removing your helmet it's interesting to me that i'm not sure how this how the fargo kids helmet came off um, in the fight because it seemed like it didn't just pop off um, although biden's pumped him hard enough to
1: just come off but i'm the old school and i think if you're gonna fight take off the dang helmets i mean why are you punching a visor numerous times all you're gonna do is bloody up your knuckles bloody up your hands you have more potential for injury than you than you would if you take off your dang helmet because let's be honest these, these kids when they're fighting they kind of know how to take the fall a little bit they're not banging their head on the ice like what usa hockey is afraid is going to happen
2: well, that's what it's got to be. I mean, seriously, a 20-year-old USHL kid is going to get basically a two-game suspension because he took his helmet off to get his hair out of his eyes. Yeah. I mean, I would think that they're able to skate well enough that you don't need to worry about them falling down and banging their head. Yeah,
1: but. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if, I'm like I said, I'm old school. If you're fighting, take off the helmet.
2: Rules are rules, right?
1: Yeah, unbuckle it, take it off. and uh, I will tell you that number 25 for Fargo.
2: I meant to look up his name here. The other combatant in that fight. Um, he you was mean a lo- the
1: uh, loser.
2: The loser of that fight. And if you haven't seen it, where is it? Is it on the USHL discussion page? There's a TikTok
1: There, there, there. I saw a TikTok of the other fight. I mean, just go back and replay Flow Hockey. It's right there. Well,
2: yeah, but the one that I saw is like from
1: behind the glass it might have
2: been swede taking it from the gold judge position as as uh, good as it was
1: for the record it, w- it was not Swede, but i'm not going to say who it was yeah
2: well it was it was a good view of it somebody said that TikTok took it down because it was promoting violence promoting violence so TikTok. have you not
1: seen hockey right speaking uh totally off topic did you see the uh the video that was making rounds of the i think it was 15u hockey this kid just kicking the other kid I in the did. head holy cow yeah that's, uh, I mean, from what I heard, I, I don't know where it was, but uh, I don't lifetime think can, ban out of uh, from right. USA Hockey because of it, and
2: basically yeah, it what was it was, eighteen-year-old like was, against a fifteen. year old Yeah, basically, it?
1: if you haven't seen the video, basically it was it was two guys going in the corner, uh, looked like somebody got slew footed a little bit, and you know when, if you're falling backwards, your natural instinct is to grab onto something by you, so he grabbed on the other player's stick, and as he was getting. Trying to get up, he couldn't get his stick out. So instead of you know, dropping your stick or you know whatever, he was just he was going to kick the kid in the head a couple times. And it yep. was not little kicks; it was uh, WWE uh, Hulk Hogan uh, leg drop kind of kicks.
2: Yeah, slice your throat, kill you type of kicks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was assault. That's yep, what it was.
2: Absolutely. It, so there's no place for that. Brayden Brozer, bro, I'm sorry, Brozen Bozier is uh, the kid who got thumped the other night.
1: Anyways, anyways, uh, we mentioned last week that uh, because of some incidents in, was it Sioux Falls? Yeah, Sioux Falls, Rocky head coach Rocky Russo was not going to be behind the bench. We found out that it was only a two-game suspension, so he will be back, on, back behind the bench this weekend as we make our return to Sioux Falls.
2: One of these days, we're going to have to get goalie coach Art Bry on and celebrate because he, because of Rocky's absence on Saturday night, Is now one and one in the USHL. Picked up his first coach or first win, USHL win as a head coach.
1: Interim head coach. Yep. Husker fans know know all about that. They
2: do. That they do. Art, don't go the way that one went.
1: Uh, Also mentioned uh, coming up on the uh, podcast today. uh, He made his return to the lineup. Uh, Defenseman Henry Nelson is going to uh, join the program and uh, also made the return to the lineup and got his first goal of the year. That he did. That might be why he's on. It could be.
2: Oh, something else we
1: need to clarify? A little podcast karma? I think we've officially determined what
2: goalie podcast karma is. I went back and looked following Whitey. We only had a one-game week, and guess what that was? That was the the David Lilly against Sioux Falls home opener where he decided to uh, put us on the three-on-five with under five minutes left to go in the game. So we ended up losing that game three to two. Imagine that. Uh, apparently that is the great equalizer. The podcast karma is nullified. The kryptonite for podcast karma is, is, DL, is DLJ. DLJ. Yep. Which uh, apparently we can't post, we can't uh, discuss DLJ on the USHL discussion
1: group anymore. Cause Currently apparently you can't discuss kinda, a lot of USH, uh, USHL happenings on that board anymore. Yeah. I think it's uh, maybe they need to rename it Snowflake or something. We might have to do that. Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with Henry Nelson
3: passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. And they
0: score on the lacrosse move! McCarr. Appeal, McCarr. He scores!
3: Gensel He, he scores! All were stars the- on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at hockey.
0: This is the Dump and Chase podcast. We're trying to model ourselves after what you guys have done a little bit. Voice of the Phantoms and friend of the show, Mr. Matt Lipsack. I-, I am along for the ride and perhaps provide some modicum of adult supervision here, although really that's a lost cause at this point. We welcome back Phantoms president, Andrew Goldman. It I went smoother than it did with Matt. I want
1: that added. <laughs> I want that added.
0: <laughs> shaking your head now for it. I'm agreeing with you because oh. he has absolutely killed us this year. Well, so far, Finger Guns has meant Sam shut up. So. Yeah, that's that's not helping. I'm trying to process. Okay. Check out the Dump and Chase podcast every Wednesday on Western Reserve Radio, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Listen, that, like, was frightening. <laughs>
2: A few days ago, this guy made his triumphant return to the ice. Tonight, he makes his triumphant return to the podcast. Number 12, Henry Nelson. Nelly, welcome back.
4: Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, it's great to be back in Lincoln, and uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. Of
2: course. How could we not, man? You had the game winner against Fargo <laughs> the other night. How how cool was that? Well, first off, just, just come back to you've been back for two three weeks something like that recovering from it's probably not a secret anymore right you had to go get your shoulder worked on a little bit yep yep uh talk about how hard that was i've always heard that shoulder injuries are the least fun of probably all the injuries is that was that your experience
4: uh yeah it uh the surgery went well and uh everything with that went well so that was good but uh after the surgery i think for two, a good two weeks it hurt i have to i had to sleep up uh sitting straight up in a chair which that wasn't very fun but uh after that uh, i think it was a good month or a month and a half where i couldn't really do anything but uh after that time period i was able to start my pt and uh i was doing that down at the training house so that was all good i had two good guys down there that helped me out so and uh, yeah i just got here probably about a month ago uh i started skating with the guys um and then it was it was good to meet all the new guys new coaches and uh but yeah it was good to see all the guys and get back on the ice and uh and, and get back into the games last week and it was fun
2: when was the surgery
4: uh it was the end of june
2: so yeah you're looking at a four or five month recovery time from that yep and, yep um, as uh, the father of a kid who separated his shoulder last year didn't have to have it surgically repaired but they were like it happens again you're going to go under the knife how long did it take you to start feeling like you could back, be back in the weight room and and uh throwing the weight the, the amount of weight around that you wanted to be having confidence in that shoulder to where you so you could go out there last week and know that you were good to be out there
4: yeah, I think uh, well after a month after I should start doing like small uh, with small or not even with weights just getting my shoulder backed back to normal and I think the guys down at the training house did a great job um, but it took a while after the surgery for me to start doing and there's still some things I still can't do right now but I uh, I think just getting back, back that strength and that confidence in the shoulder again, that it, it was huge for me to get back on the ice.
1: You mentioned there's some things that you can't do. Scoring goals is obviously not one of those because there's a <laughs> the game W on a Saturday night. Uh, but really, did you have any, any, any side effects from, this, uh, from the surgery like uh, Henry Roan Gardner from Rookie of the Year? Do you have any uh, super abilities to you know, fire the puck in that 200 mile an hour now?
4: Uh, nothing like that, I wish, but uh, hopefully it, uh, it helps me score goals, which uh, would be nice for the Lincoln Stars this year, but uh, uh, nothing too too magical.
2: Do you even know who he was just talking
1: about in <laughs> a rookie program?
4: <laughs> no, the the no. Don't waste
2: your time <laughs> going to watch that movie.
1: Oh, it is. Oh, it is I've, a,
4: I've seen that movie, I it think. It is a yeah.
1: great movie. It's the little kid Yep.
2: Pitching for the Cubs. Yeah, right? yeah. No, I've, year old for the I've Cubs. seen that one. Yep. Eight-year-old with the bionic arm. Yeah. Just. Yeah. yeah, you just do Henry Nelson things. Don't be worried about Henry <laughs> Gardner or whatever he just said there. For sure. How hard was it sitting up in Double A or up in the North Zone or wherever it was watching the boys? How I mean, had to kind of be drooling a little bit, wanting to get back out there, didn't
4: you? Uh, yeah. It was. Uh, it was definitely hard. I. I think I had to watch a few weekends, but. Uh, Like running joke was kind of I was the main video guy so I had to clip the game throughout the whole game and I think Art Art and Z gave me a hard time for being up there and uh, I uh, now I gave it to my other roommate Jimmy he's doing it now but uh, I'm glad I'm not doing any more video and getting back on the ice.
1: You know you're you're up there clipping games you could you could find some uh, good clips where you know players are falling down and you know (laughs) kind of blackmail the teammates there a little bit.
4: (laughs) For sure, but uh, it. It sucked watching them play, and me. I go to the practices during the week, but uh, not, not getting the thrill of playing on the weekends kind of sucked. But uh, I think now it all it all pays out in the end, and uh, getting to play the games on the weekends now it's uh, really fun.
2: Okay, I'm going to ask you something way off base here, Nelly. Uh, just you're talking about video clips. I'm going to ask you eventually about how many just stupid, funny, hilarious things do you see each game? Because apparently the other day when Buco and the kid from Fargo got out of the box, The kid from Fargo full-on face-planted, like didn't even brace himself, just like (laughs) coming out of the box, got his stick in the door or something and just like fell Well, he couldn't
1: get off the ice fast enough because Buka wanted to kill him. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: And he knew he'd be killed. So how many many things like that do you see, like people like bailing over the boards and catching a skate and going down or like coming back and falling into the bench or any, you know, stuff like that
4: do you guys pick up on? for sure watching the game and when you're playing the game you're kind of zoned in on the play but you sometimes miss all the other things going on and even in the the, the crowd there's a lot of things going on that you miss while you're playing so uh, I think while clipping the game there's a lot more you can see and uh, you can enjoy the crowd a, a little bit more and uh, and there's definitely some plays where uh, and where kids fall and teammates fall and uh, they're pretty funny
1: what is the funniest you don't have to name any names but what was the funniest one you saw so far
4: uh oh go ahead and name names i don't i can't i think i i'm pretty sure i've i saw one of our kids fall over the bench or fall in warm-ups too that's a it's always a good one you always get a fine for that in court the next week but uh there's hasn't been anything too too serious but
2: I was going to ask about that if that trans if that stuff translated to the game to the to the court sessions later in the week about hey for I, sure I saw you fall over the bench when you came came in was that
1: a five dollar fine
4: yeah something like that if uh, especially if you fall in warmups it's always not a good look so and the boys make sure uh, to tell you about it uh, in the locker room after warmups and then in the court the next week.
1: As long as you're not seeing a photographer or photographer fall out on ice as starting lamps go, I'm all right with that.
4: Yeah, for sure.
1: I didn't even think about this, Nellie, but
2: I, I forgot that you live with Jimmy. So that's yep. kind of like the walking wounded over there at the Johnson house with you <laughs> and Jimmy. And I guess Tanner uh, isn't injured, knocking on every piece of wood that I can, although he's now gone
1: yep. for a couple weeks, right?
4: Yeah, Tanner's gone, and we also uh, with, live with Cleaver. Adam Cleaver, so it's a, it's a good house. We have a good house over it's here.
1: Animal house over there.
4: Oh, yeah.
2: What's your take on Cleaves?
4: Uh, I like him. He's uh I well, he's from Minnesota, too. I've never really met him because he's a little younger than me, but uh, he's a good kid to have around the house. He's yeah. also really good at hockey.
2: Yeah, that he is. That he is. I, I don't know if he was somebody who was on the radar of making the team when he came in but boy he certainly has has not proven himself to be a
1: liability at all so that's been for sure a, a great ad a uh, big kid too
4: yeah he's uh he's really big
1: you mentioned cleves is a little bit younger younger than you but how about your younger brother how's he doing this year is he what up in green bay is that correct
4: uh no he's actually on the u the ntdp national team the u18 oh, not so, a big deal. yeah he's uh he's having a good year out there and uh He's been playing really well, and even my uh, youngest brother—he's back in Minnesota playing Bantams up there. So, and he's having a good year as well. So, they're—they're they're both doing really well.
2: So, does that mean I have to quit chirping the NDTP and talk about how soft and entitled and, <laughs> and whatever they are?
4: Ah, uh, yeah, but I—I I would still chirp my brother and say he's soft. Okay. I can always beat him up, so that'd be good.
2: Yeah, well, huh? I didn't. Well, good for him. Now, now I'm wishing even that much more. Last year we were wishing NDTT NDTP played here so we could see Rutger in the building and yeah, for sure. Be cool for them to to come in so you could face off against him, huh?
4: Oh yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be a lot of fun.
2: All right, so got kind of plug and played last week. I don't know that you were on the peep the Power K or. Jeez, the power play or the penalty kill? Do you know goal? hockey, Gene? No, I don't. Okay, just no. checking. There's that fine. That's one of those things, right? That's five dollars. Uh, but uh, the goal. How big were your eyes when you, when the puck found its way to your stick there on that goal against Fargo on Saturday night?
4: Uh, yeah, it was kind of. There's a shot from Tony up at the point, and then I think it went right to Keaton's stick, and then it hit off the goalie weird again, and it bounced right to the back door, pretty wide open. That I think. I would have to get traded if I missed that wide open net, but uh, it was good that uh, I was. And then the building erupted, so it was a lot of fun. The great fans here in Lincoln, and uh, I was super excited to get that one, the first one under my belt this year.
1: I am a little disappointed in your goal as as it was being scored. Uh, I had a wide-open shot of it, then you skated away to celebrate and went to the opposite <laughs> end of me, so I just got everybody's back, so. Uh. <laughs> you should always know where B.A. is when that, you're going to say That is the rule. If you're going to fight or score goals, you need to know where I'm at.
4: All right. I'll, hopefully, the next one, I'll <laughs> be in your corner.
1: There we go. There we go. Uh, now you just ruined my question, B.A. I
2: forgot what I was going to ask. I oh, do I know I knew that was. a lot. I was going to give Tanner all sorts of crap the other night because... I don't know how many shots on goal he officially had, but he had about 15 shots over the goal and <laughs> wide of the goal and around the goal, and um, so near the goal. I don't think they keep that stat, but yeah. uh, he was he was all over the place. Of course, you know, he probably talked to you all about the podcast Karma from a couple of weeks ago, right? Or,
4: yep, yep. He was on, uh, I think, a week, two weeks ago, maybe? Yep, yep. That he was.
2: We've kind of decided that maybe we need to start having everybody come down to the studio, which is known as the
1: icebox, because Mm
2: -hmm. Bucco was here in studio a couple weeks ago, then T the week after that, and they both went out. I think Danny had two points in a two-game weekend, and then Tanner had four goals.
1: You're just trying to pump our own tires. That's what you're doing.
2: Maybe. (laughs)
4: Maybe. maybe. Hopefully hopefully I get their luck this weekend against uh, Sioux Falls and Tri-City.
2: Yeah, we're trying to figure out exactly what what the defensive podcast karma is. So you're gonna. <laughs> we looked at it. We just uh, declared that while So Massey was on, he got the win on Saturday night, and yep. we went back to see when Whitey was on. We decided that David Lilly Jr. is the kryptonite. Now I don't want you to say anything about that because I can trip <laughs> the refs without fear of any repercussions. You probably cannot, but yeah, <laughs> David Lilly Jr. seems to be the kryptonite for karma. Right. so what what do you think would be obviously not taking any negatives would would contribute to some podcast karma for a d what uh what else what else would constitute podcast karma for a defenseman
4: uh good karma or bad karma
1: good absolutely good, good. We're, all, we're all about the positive vibes here
4: uh, i think uh probably we'll definitely get in two wins with for the team that that would be good and something we need for the next two weeks against uh, some good teams coming up. But uh, I think not allowing uh, any goals would be some good defensive karma.
1: That works for me. Shots low, no goals. I like it.
4: Yep. For sure.
2: Hey, uh, speaking of which, some ground we haven't covered yet Nelly is the penalty kill was on fire this weekend. Yep. Were, uh, just talk about the job that the PK did.
4: Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. I think uh, even uh, since I've been here a month ago or whenever I got here, it's been really good. I think we take a lot of pride in our uh, penalty kill, and I think we we uh, have a very good penalty kill, and that will help in playoff series and uh, deeper in the season. So I think just keep working on that, and uh, it's important to have a good – uh, penalty kills. So, uh, but we just need to keep working, and uh, hopefully, we're not on the penalty penalty kill a lot. But uh, it's been good so far.
2: Well, we killed off a pair of three-on-fives this weekend.
4: Yep. hmm
2: I don't know. Um, I I don't even know if you if you can answer this question, but it seems like Friday night after we killed off that three-on-five, it was I don't know if that just sucked a lot of energy out of us or what, because it kind of kind of like the wheels came off a little bit after that. I know Rocky had a chalk talk before the game on Saturday and said you guys had really good meetings on Saturday and mm-hmm. um, boy that really showed but um, do, what do you do from an energy perspective when, when you think see things starting to go like Fargo ended up with 21 shots in the second period the other night. What do you do coming back after a night like that and refocus to, to help shut things down?
4: Uh, I think it's uh i think well we definitely had a a very good conversation as a team saturday morning and uh rocky kind of put it on us to and said uh, and how we were going to respond uh on saturday night and uh, i think uh, the boys we listened to the conversation and uh, we responded pretty well i know we have uh two of our captains out right now but i think the team came together and and they're down there, intermissions, talking to us, and I think just staying positive on the bench, because I know we, we were very, we had a lot of shots in Saturday's game and just sticking with it, and even with that third goal got waved off, it was important for us to keep our heads level and, uh, and try to get two points there.
2: Something that we've noticed, and we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show, is that... It seems like late in the game on Friday night, you picked up the physicality, and that carried over into Saturday night. And this team seems to be uh, a much different team. I'll even uh, I'll just put, go out there a little bit, a, even a better team when you play a more physical brand of hockey. Is that part of was that part of the discussions?
4: Uh, yeah, for sure. I think uh, our team has an identity of working hard and uh, pursuing pucks, and I think. Uh, Art and Z did a good job on the bench on Friday night to kind of keep our minds in it and stay level-headed because they kept reminding us we play them tomorrow. It's not like a regular weekend where we play two different teams um, and it's hard to beat a team twice in a row so I think just keep playing as hard as you can the rest of friday night's game and i think uh it translated into saturday's game playing tough hard to play against in the corners and getting shots and uh uh just being hard to play against and i think it uh definitely worked out for us
1: you mentioned art and z on the on the bench this weekend did you uh, give art the uh, the game puck on saturday for his first uh unofficial head coaching win
4: uh, we did, yeah, after the game. Uh, we gave Z and Art the puck, so it was pretty funny downstairs in the locker room.
1: Oh, that's cool, because I actually
2: tried to pay attention to that stuff. I ran out on the ice looking for it to get it for him, and it was gone. So I'm glad you guys mm-hmm. ended
4: up with it. That's good. Yeah, we, we gave it to those two guys, so it was good.
2: Maybe I had this concocted in my head, Nelly, but boy, it seemed to me both Friday night and Saturday night was high level, fast hockey. Did it feel that way to you as well? I mean, it just seemed, it had a different vibe to it um, both nights.
4: Yeah, for sure. I think uh, uh, one and two in the division, the West division, I think you're gonna always get a good game. And I think uh, definitely for me, coming back from injury, I haven't really played game speed and I think the first period is it was a little tougher to get uh, used to it getting the legs back but I think as that game progressed and then into the second game I I got my legs back and uh, it's definitely a lot faster than maybe you say practice but uh, it's it's it was definitely a fast-paced game for both games so it was good.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, there's been games that we played, and we haven't seen. Have we seen Waterloo in our in our barn yet, BA? I don't know that we. Have. I don't believe so. But you know, we've seen everybody else in the conference in our barn, and that just seemed like it had a different gear to it than what all the other ones done. And um, I was, I in particular was very proud of you guys and the way you rallied on Saturday night. And uh, we mentioned earlier that at a time in the second period on Friday night, I was a little worried that it was looking like. Tri City last year, but you guys recovered from that and and come back, came back and uh, looked really good. So good on you for that. So you, need no, these, thank you. you needed my props for that, right? <laughs> um. So we got uh, Sioux Falls. You get to take a little bit of a roadie. Then we got three state w- street, three straight. Easy for me to say. I can't not only can't talk about hockey, ba, but I just can't talk plain and simply. So you're welcome gonna get to, my to world. Yeah, you you get three straight with the storm following following Friday, going back to to Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls is actually uh, I think they're two and zero against you guys. So what what do we need to do differently on Friday night to show the the Stampede who's in, in charge?
4: charge? Uh, yeah, I think we're definitely gonna have to focus on Sioux Falls is a good team, and uh, I think. We, they've kind of had our number this year and I think it was last weekend or two weekends ago we played in their building and uh, we it was a close game but uh, we need to get just continue to play our game and uh, be fast placed like Saturday's, Saturday night's game but uh, I think that will be a big game for us to kind of respond again because we haven't beat them yet this year and then the three against Tri-City also we got they're a good team and kind of want to pay them back from uh, last year's team uh, but uh, we didn't really have the greatest success against them last year but uh, hopefully we can take it to them this year
2: so we have we have Tanner gone, I don't know if Moscow. Rocky talked about Moscow is going to be gone for World Junior stuff, Klaus yep. is going to be gone for World Junior stuff so there's three guys out, I think uh, Rocky said that Dougie still trying to get to the bottom of what's going on with him Sounds yep. like Mason's going to be back but I guess what I'm getting at is, the lines are getting a little thin. But how many Jacks do you have in this week? I think you have Jack Carr, <laughs> You have Jack Edwards. Uh, any more Jacks that are that are going to come in and fill in?
4: I uh, well, obviously Jack Larrigan, and then I think there's one more Jack that's an affiliate coming down. So there we go. Yeah, there's there's a lot of Jacks, so maybe we'll have a a, a, a line with yeah, have a line just with all Jacks. So there we'll we see. Go.
2: Perfect. Sounds good. All Jacks come up aces, D.A.
0: I like
4: it. Oh yeah,
2: right on. Nelly, good to have you back, and thanks again for joining us, sir.
4: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me.
1: That was Henry Nelson, Stars defenseman, on his return after uh, after missing the uh, what are we two months, three months into the season he now?
2: First missed the first eighteen games and yeah. all the camp. He comes back and like he never missed a beat.
1: All right, guys. Welcome back to Thunderstruck the podcast. We are now joined by. Uh, how do we want to describe this guy, Gene?
2: Uh, he's the gauntlet thrower. The
1: come on, boys! The
2: come on, boys! Yeah, boys. yeah he's a guy who drops the gauntlet this time of year. Last year, he think I think he bought a an entire trailer full of of stuffed bears to bring to the ice box and challenge the rest of the ice box to try to try to beat the stage. I don't even remember what they ended up with last year. Do you? Jared Haas.
3: I honestly thought it was around 1,300 if I
1: thought right, but I could be way <laughs> off on that.
2: That's the number that I had in my head as well, so it must be it must be close to that. Yep.
1: So you mentioned that last year he challenged the the Icebox to uh, beat the stage. This year the stakes have gotten higher. Uh, a lot higher. A lot higher. Not only are we challenging the uh, the Icebox, but we are also challenging the. Uh, Omaha Lancers and quite possibly the Tri-City Storm, the uh, Nebraska teams in the USHL. Uh, Jared, kind of talk about how uh, what the challenge is all about and uh, what the Ice Fox has to do to beat these guys.
3: Well, there's two. There's actually kind of a reward. Well, there's two rewards for it. One, if anybody's a hockey fan like us three up here, we hate to lose to Omaha and Tri-City now. So. There's your first reward. Your second reward is, there is a silent auction for a bear. Um, it, come up with the idea way late, came up with it last Friday coming in and talked to Lori and she was ecstatic about trying to generate more bears. And this was a way that I kind of had an idea. So what it is, is there's a five foot or six foot teddy bear that is going to be sporting a lincoln stars signed jersey by the team uh, it'll be a silent auction obviously higher higher bidder takes all still working out a few details but it sounds like maybe after the first period of the teddy bear toss game is when that will get awarded
2: so One of the things we haven't talked about yet, the Teddy Bear Toss game at the Icebox is a week from Friday. It's December 16th. Um, I don't remember who we're even playing that night. Probably Tri-City again because we play them every other game. I think we played them like 23 times now this season. We play
3: Tri-City Friday here, then Tri-City out there Saturday
2: night. Gotcha. So we play, yeah, so three games in a row. We play Sioux Falls this Friday night up there, then we play Tri-City three consecutive, home away home. So... Uh, So when you talk about a six-foot bear, Jared, is it one of those that you can, like, rip the stuffing out of and hide in the corner and scare the crap out of your family
3: with? Well, yeah, you could probably do it if you're short. You know, if you're five foot, you could do that. I mean, you could maybe even put a Grinch costume on it. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, I don't know if you would, being that it's got—you want to be careful. You're more or less buying the jersey, I'd say. But all proceeds will be going back to buy teddy bears.
2: Right, and I think, didn't you say something about you bought multiple of these six-foot bears? And yeah, there's four. There's four of them, and three of them are going on the ice for sure. The, At least. The, the the fourth one with the jersey is going to be auctioned yes. before not only it goes on the ice, but the proceeds.
3: Well, I, that's up to the person that wants it. If they want to throw it on the ice, so be it. But I'm highly doubting that one will make it to the ice. Yeah,
2: that could be. That certainly
3: <laughs> could be. So, But there's three of those. There's numerous... Uh, three to four foot bears. Just a FYI, if you are planning to buy a bear, good luck. Are they out? I haven't been able to find them. Hmm. I've searched Lincoln. Obviously I'm from Seward, I searched Seward. They aren't out there like they were last year. Um, These are coming off of Amazon, so
1: (laughs) So the best thing about Amazon though is Amazon Prime, you order online in two day shipping, you may have a bear.
3: I ordered, a lot of these got ordered last week, and my order that I placed last night for another 10, because there's a there's a diff- different deal going on, um, they won't be delivered till the 13th, and that is with Amazon Prime. Oh, wow. So just an FYI.
2: So, Jared, and, I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit here generally the teddy bear toss goes to benefit the, uh, I think it's family services of uh, Lancaster, Lancaster County. And, and, and Saunders Wall-Hoo. County. Yep. Um, what, this is something, you know, for example, this week we have down syndrome night on Saturday night, we have epilepsy night, we have several different, uh, we had veterans night a couple weeks ago, something like that. Um, all of those get great support. Why, is this one, what makes this one important for you?
3: I honestly don't, well, I don't have kids, but I got a lot of nieces and nephews that are adopted. And we, anybody that comes to the Icebox or a Husker event or anything like that is, I don't care how bad times are, you're very fortunate. You can go do something or have uh, that event to, take your mind off of things. Um, obviously, you see my dog running around here tonight. Little story about that is she got adopted two and a half years ago. She was in an abusive home. So I rehomed her, she come here and she has, Jesus, I'm crying, we got toys all over the house. But my philosophy is on it that she carries a few toys around that's like her safe blanket or safe haven. That is no different than these kids that have absolutely nothing. Their parents might be going through tough times, adoption, uh, what have you. Those bears are their safe haven. They have something to go home at night. That is their blanket, security blanket. And I, I'm just gonna stand I don't know what the ticket sales are right now, but if you haven't attended a Stars game this year, you're missing out. This place has been on fire. And normally, and I'm going to even put the Stars organization on the spot. We don't see that until after first year, after the home football games, volleyball games, high school sports. But I'll tell you what, it's been it's been an atmosphere, and I think some of that has to do with the coaching and the players themselves. You know, they hate to say it, but they brought a winning atmosphere back to the ice box, and it's it's been fun. And if you haven't been here, you're missing out. And so.
2: That's a fact. That's a fact. And you you went exactly where I I knew you were going to go because something else when you talk about hard times, a lot of times these bears are in the back of state trooper cars and yep. sheriff deputies and police departments and, and fire trucks and ambulances uh, that have to unfortunately report to like motor vehicle crashes where... Where you have a a fatality, kid that, or a fatality or a kid that's scared to death, and yep. they're able to pull these out and provide comfort to these kids, like you said, in times of need. So, yep. um, thank you for for teeing that one up so that we could finish hitting it out of the park, because that's exactly what makes this so important. It goes to help. I mean, just think about 1,300 bears here. If we can get more than that this year, if Omaha that's, throws in, I would bet you Tri City ends up jumping on that as well. And
3: and now let's look at. I say it before. We, I will use the, the word hate. We hate Omaha. We hate Tri-State. But we can come together in this instance, and what not better way than not only beat them on the ice, but beat them in the, as fans.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's always it's one thing on that on the far side of the glass, but once you yep. get off the glass, we are we're hockey people yep. from the word go. And, and
3: you're and you're still human beings, even even though this world is awful crazy right now but I bought, so I had a, I teamed up with a business that I do. It's my seed company business or whatever that I buy seed from. And they donated a bunch of uh, money to buy bears. I think they donated enough to buy 30 bears. Uh, So there, I mean, it was great to have Precision Seed and Chemical come on board for that. Not only that- Nice plug there, Jared. All right, thank you. (laughs) Uh, We did the apple pie deal again So there's another 30 bears there. That's where I'm coming up with the bears. Now, like I said, the attendance has been going up. So I know what the average price of bears is. It's about 20 bucks. And those are pretty decent bears. You can get them a little cheaper. You can obviously get them a lot more expensive, but you have 52 weeks out of the year. If you took one day a week and didn't buy lunch, at Runza or Freddy's, those meals are 11 to 12 bucks a shot. And if you're gonna sit here and argue me with me that you can't afford it, I'm gonna throw the flag
1: on that. And and for the record, they don't have to be teddy bears. They can no, be any, they any stuffed anything. animal out here is. Right. I mean, it's labeled teddy bear toss just yep. because it's a generic name. But yep. any any stuffed animal will do. Will be suffice.
3: Exactly. And I mean, that's a good point, Brandon. That anything will do. I mean. If you can't find it in yourself to, and I'm going to tell you like this: if you honestly sit here, and a ticket is fifteen bucks, bucks. yep. But and that's great that you're supporting the organization. Okay, so have a pop and don't buy the beer. There's ten bucks right there. But if you can't find yourself to take a granola bar or an apple or, in my instance, a Twinkie or a cupcake because I'm fat and
2: I made resemble that <laughs> remark,
3: <laughs> and uh, not eat, not go to that lunch that week for that day. I mean, if you can't make that sacrifice, there's something wrong. I I will say that.
2: There you go, Stars fans. I guess uh, all you Lancer fans and Storm fans, yeah. the gauntlet has been dropped once yeah. again.
1: And I'm not for sure uh, on the star or not the stars, but the uh, the Storms Teddy Bear toss, but. This Saturday, I believe, is yep, uh, Omaha's Teddy Bear Toss. Ours is December sixteenth against the Tri City Storm. We have the jersey
2: auction this Saturday. Yeah, we have the
1: jersey auction this weekend,
2: which is a great cause in itself too. Jared Haas, thank you very much on behalf of those organizations that are that this benefits, um, and for you said it. I think our I think our average attendance is up a thousand over what it was last year at this time, and. There's no way it doesn't just keep climbing the way this team's playing. So thank you for dropping that gauntlet, and we'll see everybody out here on the 16th with multiple bears in hand and uh, your checkbook, too, so you can help support that that raffle for that other bear. And all those proceeds will be going to buy more bears.
3: Well, to buy the bears, I should say. So Right on, if, right on. So let, let's throw it down like this. Let's... Uh, It's the blaze that comes out with their van, and last year they had a hard time. Let's make it. I'd like to see
2: everybody hooting, hollering, 2,000 bears. There we go. we got two weeks. Two weeks to plug it, this week and next week. So everybody get out. When you're out Christmas shopping this weekend, grab a couple stuffed animals. Again, we won't limit it to bears. Anything works. Yep, that's great. Jared Haas, thanks again for jumping on. Thank you, Gene. Thanks, B.A.
1: Yep, no problem. Thanks, Jared. You're listening to Thunderstruck, the podcast. We'll be right back.
4: Need a windshield for your everyday driver? Call Waverly Glass Company. Need a windshield for your hot rod? Call Waverly Glass Company. Need a windshield for your old school classic car? Call Waverly Glass Company.
2: See their new shop, Waverly Glass, now open at 1400 Cornhusker Highway. We do good work.
3: Not all car problems are mechanical. These days, the source of your car trouble might be a computer issue. Southside Auto Tech has kept up with technology for 25 years with ASE-certified technicians and the latest factory diagnostic equipment. From your dashboard to your transmission, South. Southside Auto Tech has the tools and the know how to fix the problem, whether it's mechanical or technical. Southside Auto Tech, just south of 48th and Highway 2
0: on Rentworth Drive.
4: Southside Auto Tech
0: needs to be solved.
3: Hey, Stars fans! Head to the App Store on your smartphone to download the official Lincoln Stars hockey app powered by True North Technologies. Get instant access to our roster, schedule, radio feed, and more right on your home screen. Thank you, True North Technologies, and let's go, Stars. The Dump and Chase podcast is the unofficial fan podcast of the Youngstown Phantoms, but it's not always about hockey. Have you ever
0: played golf? No, uh, you should see me on the driving range. It's scary. I I haven't played in a few years, but I think the last time I played, I shot like an 83. On 9 or 18? On 9. Still not bad compared to me. Yeah. I mean, it would have been 80, but the windmill kept getting in the way.
3: The Dump and Chase podcast every Wednesday at 5.06 on Western
2: Reserve Radio.
1: You're listening to Thunderstruck, the unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. Gene, big weekend coming up here as we host Down Syndrome Nights on Saturday night. But before we get to that, uh, another test of the Sioux Falls Stampede up there at the Denny, Denny Sanford Premier Center. Uh, let's hope Rocky doesn't get kicked out of this one.
2: Nope, no chance. Although he didn't say or do anything, in my estimation, last time. I'm um, not really sure what happened. Kind of heard some rumblings that DLJ just needed to be the show. He used to call Tyler I Haskell. Think, I think show. Rocky
1: just might ask him how his Thanksgiving dinner went. And, uh, that could be. Yeah. And he ran out of stuffing. was still, still a little pissed off about it. Something about a turkey? Could be. stuffing the turkey.
2: There we go. There Anyways, we
1: go. Uh, big game coming up. As as we talked to Henry a little bit about it uh, in Sioux Falls, we just got to figure out a way to uh, to get their number because uh, well,
2: they're last place, right? Where they were. I don't know if they're still. Uh, there, but no,
1: they are in sixth. Currently, they are in sixth place. Uh, our our friends up to the east a little bit, the Omaha Lancers are sitting oh, in last. Oh, Tri Cities right
2: ones. right below them. Uh, who did see? omaha just unloaded somebody else today too cardona, yeah out to uh, youngstown adam, adam cardona I think. yeah maybe we can us. figure out a way to get alex bump over here and then they can just be completely decimated i like it they can just build for next year every year how's that sound
1: hey that seems to be the 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 mo up there in omaha
2: okay seriously though so we play sioux falls up there then we go tri-city 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 how many times are we playing those guys because we've already played them feels like what i want to know times.
1: is who we're going to play in the back half of the season because we played the same six teams already all year long right well 9,000 times
2: right we played Omaha what four times already Tri-City what did I say earlier 23 times I don't already. know it's, it's a lot, lot of times we played Fargo twice we haven't played Sioux City hardly at all we haven't this will be the. Now, third I guess time we're going to we play, play Sioux City football. every and in the back half of the it's season it's going to be so. Waterloo, Fargo and Sioux City which are, we better we better be ready to bring it because those are the three guys that are the three groups that are right behind us
1: yeah uh, these are the games you got to win with teams that are behind you in the standings. They, especially when you're not, as we preached about it last week, when we're not playing teams in the East, the teams behind you in the in the Western Conference, you have to make, you have to win those games.
2: This is always the weird time of year because, as we discussed, we got three people out for World Juniors, then we got some injuries that we're going to be sorting out. So we got a lot of if we can, if we keep making hay with uh, with all the affiliates in town. We'll be good to go. You know,
1: speaking of World Juniors, we are gonna be missing uh, Klavs. Uh, he's guaranteed to play on that World yeah, Junior he's made uh, that team. He's Moscow's yep. going out as a tryout, so he may be back if he doesn't make that team. Uh, Tanner Lutkey is out for the Junior A Challenge, but we have three former stars make the uh, the tryout camp for the uh, the World Juniors. Do we? all? we do.
2: <laughs> yeah, I. The reason I say that is because I get that we claim him. Generally, Nebraska has this history of if you drive through the interstate once, you're from Nebraska. Hey, if you
1: play one game. So,
2: Iberco, I I get. um, Noah Lava. Noah Lava, I get. Then Luke Middlestat. Mitty, you know, I bet if you ask him, he'll say, yeah, I was in I, I took him had tw- a drink a water.
1: Games. He had a cup of coffee games. here in Lincoln.
2: Yeah, because he was dispersed from Madison. He yeah, was still so. property of Madison. I, I got there, I so. got a
1: text from uh, the voice of Lincoln stars, Joel Norman, yesterday asking if I had any any photos of Luke Middle And I'm like, I remember him being here and uh, Joel sent me the uh, the uh, game sheets of when he was here. So I'm looking through photos, I'm like, okay, this is away game, away game, away game, away game. Two home games out of those 12 games. Yeah.
2: Midy uh, was, was a great kid. He actually spent a, spent a couple weekends at my place. But I would I would tell you he went home, um, played. He's doing great at Minnesota, University of Minnesota yeah. right now. But uh, I bet if you asked him, he would tell you that he was a capital.
1: and. Not he, he was definitely a capital. He had a cup of coffee here in Lincoln. But he missed a lot of the, uh, the season here, his season here in Lincoln, because uh, like Tanner Lucky last year, he went back up to Minnesota yep. to play uh, high school hockey.
2: And uh, we were... Not great that year when he came back. So he played nine games before and three games after that, or something like that.
1: Yep, but officially, Stars alumni.
2: Stars alumni. Okay, so we if have we're, three, if we're we We're gonna we, stick with that. Then I'll then I'll go ahead and go with it.
1: It was it was it uh, was disputed or not disputed, but uh, debated many many moons ago what classifies as Stars alumni. And the official ruling that I heard is if you play one regular season game. And in the black and blue, you're an official so alumni. So all of those
2: names that I've dropped over the years, Ben Steves played like one game. Charlie Shane played one game. Evan Warner Chris played Wilkie. one game. Chris played Wilkie played one game. Yeah, Really? Played Stars one alum game. Chris Wilkie, huh? Yeah. Nice. Okay, there we go. So
1: uh, I guess, I don't know. I, I think me personally, you got to play like half a season to be a Stars alum, but... That's just my, my yeah, opinion. I would
2: think it'd be more than the, as we've already said a couple times, the cup of coffee or,
1: or if you just list the names, like, Oh, okay. That's the Lincoln star. Yes. So
2: you don't have to have your name on a banner, but I think you should probably uh, play, play more than five minutes. You
1: have to be here long enough for Cordy to sell your name on the back of the there Jersey, right?
2: Can't, you can't <laughs> play with a nameless Jersey.
1: Anyways, uh, I think that's going to do it for this week's show. Uh, Gene, you got any parting words for the, uh, the Thunderheads out there?
2: Uh, other than that, let's go get four points. Get ready for the Teddy Bartas and come out and support Down Syndrome Night on Friday, Saturday, night. Saturday there a, night. There is a special jersey auction following that. You so know, even though Corey won't be yeah, here. Yeah,
1: and Corey designs these jerseys, and he's not going to be here to uh, to see his uh, artwork on display as the uh, the Lincoln Stars take on the Tri City Storm. I'm sure he'll
2: hear about it, but because I'm sure that they're really good.
1: I'm sure they're amazing.
2: Right on. All right, see everybody out the box.